In a recent interview with Rolling Stone UK, Ozzy Osbourne says that he is surprised that he is still alive and realizes that he has 10 years left to live at best, as the Rolling Stones, Metallica, and others are no longer singing that time is on their side. As we look at some of the influence that they have had and are continuing to have on the next generation. Welcome back to the Good Fight Radio Show. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about a number of different bands and the fact that not only Ozzy Osbourne, but the Rolling Stones, Metallica, and so forth, time is not on their side, but because of what we believe to be a demonic anointing, it seems to still being passed down to the next generation. And with me to discuss this very important topic is none other than the president and founder of Good Fight Ministries and pastor of Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California, Pastor Joe Schimmel. Well, this is appropriate, bro, because I've just uh, got back into working on our update for They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll, uh, which many of you have seen. Uh, man, the first incarnation of that was way back in the 1980s when it was called Rock and Roll Sources New Age Revolution. And now it's been, it's been called They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll ever since. But uh, we're looking forward to the update. And in the update, we're going to be covering just the whole occult history of popular music, including pop and hip hop. You know, I'm really glad that you brought that up, that, you know, you're working on that right now because it, it's important because of what's going on right now. Because what we've seen is in this recent, recent Aussie interview, he's back in the news. He's, you know, on Piers Morgan, all this stuff that's that's going on, whether it's surgeries he's doing, how long he has to live. But I don't think people realize just how much of an impact, not only Ozzy, but whether we talk about him or whether we talk about the Rolling Stones or Metallica, people aren't recognizing the impact. And I think it's really important. I know for me, when I came to Christ, when I watched They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll, it was the synergy behind it all. If you just showed me this one artist happens to be, mm. you know, satanic, you'd be like, okay, well, I like Slipknot. It's my favorite band at the time. I watched Devil Driver at OzFest, like, you know, these bands obviously are openly satanic in some ways. Um, and so you're like, who cares if it's just this one? But when you have all this connective tissue and to do an updated video and to just, you know, put that to the side, that would be terrible. People need to recognize it, not only for that reason, but also an updated video showing, hey, guys, there's a synergy behind this. And also a lot of the young people, Joe, are getting into this music. When I go to... I, I, you know, coach wrestling at a secular high school. When I show up to that high school, when I see the t-shirts, the Lady Gaga or, you know, I, I don't know, whoever you want to, Cardi B or whatever. Well, any of the modern artists, yeah. uh, if you, those shirts, they're not even in comparison to what I see from Nirvana or the Beatles the or older the Rolling bands. Stones. Oh, crazy, yeah. And all the older bands, that's what I'm seeing. A lot of the young kids, the phone cases, all this stuff. And sadly enough, I, I believe it's because of a demonic anointing. I know you believe that too. It's because of demonic anointing. But not only that, the parents are pushing that music right. on it. And sadly enough, and I, and I wanted to play this clip because not only was a, a, a picture recently went viral of Kirk Hammett actually wearing a shirt that said, it looked like an old PlayStation logo, but it says, Pray to Satan. But they just sold out SoFi Stadium recently. And I even saw pastors getting so excited about going to their old favorite 
Metallica, wow. seeing you know, seeing them at SoFi Stadium, I was like, wow, that that just, I mean, so so disheartening. And then of course he's wearing that kind of attire there. But Joe, this is them talking about being surprised on Jimmy Kimmel about how young the audience was that wanted to see them. I showed up for work this morning, and there's a whole line of your fans in the alley. And by the way, they were very funny. It was a very funny group. I have to say, I noticed like half of them looked like they were in high school or were supposed to be in high school. <laughs> Is that yeah, yeah. for you guys to see it's these scary. fans? And they're we're like, like we're the like, same age yeah, they were when I, it started? Yeah. I don't think they know how old we are. So <laughs> let's keep this a secret between yeah. all of us. <laughs> part of it, and I don't think, I, I mean, I think it's probably a small part of it, but part of it is because of uh, the show Stranger Things, and people saw that one of the kids played Master of Puppets on the show, and it became... Eddie Munson, like, yeah. It exploded uh, in ways that the first time the song came out, they didn't have Spotify or streaming or any right. of this mm. stuff. And this big influx of new interest in your music. Now, Joe, we've done a number of things on Stranger Things. We've talked about Stranger Things. So it's it, it's interesting to see that impact. And you're like, wow, not only is Stranger Things bringing this up. I remember this happened when the show Laguna Beach came out. They started singing this a song from the band Journey. And next thing you know, Journey was at the top of the charts. And like, whoa. And so it, it just seems like these things get pushed by the modern culture. But also, Joe, it's sad to see parents pushing this demonic music back on their children as well. Yeah, if Metallica had had a, you know, maybe even a Super Bowl commercial advertising the new album, I don't think they would have got as much uh, out of what they did with uh, Stranger Things, or, or say what Stranger Things did with them when they requested to use their music. Uh, it just initiated or opened up tons of young young people just to think, you know, we're talking master puppets, so we're talking a long time ago, you know? So it's really crazy when you see how these, things, the synergy you were just talking about. But we're to see that these guys have been immersed in the occult since the beginning, and they opened themselves up to demonic forces through a blood pack. But I'll save that for the coming video. No, I think that's important to say, you know, and sadly enough, just with not only with them, but whether it's the Stones or, or anybody else that we talk about, I mean, you look at James Hetfield going into rehab again after 15 years, they said, yeah. of somewhat of having somewhat sobriety right before 2020 and then all of a sudden we got to make a new album and it, a lot of times it's all these purposes that they have to continue to do it's very interesting yeah. bob dylan had even talked about why you know why they asked him why are you doing all this stuff and there he is in an, in an interview saying you know i had the chief commander of the this realm the master the of this world is master of this world yeah. when dylan was asked by ed bradley of 60 minutes why he is still out there performing after all these years which now is five decades, Dylan gives a chilling answer regarding a bargain he made with an invisible spiritual entity that he feels he must keep. Why do you still do it? Why are you still out here? Well, it goes back to the destiny thing. You know, I made a bargain with it, you know, a long time ago, and I'm holding up my hand. What was your bargain? To get where uh, I am now. Sh should I ask who you made the bargain with? <laughs> with, 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 you know, with the chief, uh, chief commander. On this earth? <laughs> and on this earth and, in, uh, and then in the world we can't see. And, and it, it's really interesting, Joe. And then we have Ozzy Osbourne. And sometimes it's really good to recognize that time is not on their side. <laughs> the Rolling Stones were once singing that. And guys, if you haven't checked it out, we actually have a track and you can actually find an article as well that Joe already wrote uh, called Your Time on Earth 
is running out. And you talk about the Rolling Stones in that because of that song. And the truth is, life is but a vapor. We're here and we are gone. This is all you got. And you better get right with the Lord. And Ozzy Osbourne, even though he claims in this interview he recently did with the Rolling Stone UK that he's not afraid of death and so forth, but he's talking about it, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, he, interesting. Is, he is really surprised that he's a, he's alive and a lot of his friends who are into drugs and alcohol are not alive anymore. I do think that's interesting. But one of the things he said is at best, I've got 10 years left. And when you're older, time picks up speed. And so, Joe, a lot of people may not be aware of everything that Ozzy's all about. Yeah. A lot of people have no idea where Black Sabbath got their name even, I'm sure, and why, you know, he's got a big problem with his old buddy, uh, Geezer Butler, <laughs> you know, and why they're angry. But but overall, Joe, I mean, this guy's talking about it, and he's at the last leg. He's doing all these interviews with his family and so forth. They had their TV show that popularized this guy. And even the articles call him the Prince of, the, of Darkness, you yeah. know, I mean, so what really is Ozzy, Black Sabbath, what what band, what was this band all about? What was he all about? Well, it's interesting. I didn't know you're going to bring up Geezer Butler, who is the, you know, the bass player for Black Sabbath and uh, how they got their name and everything. So it's interesting that you made those two points because that segues into some of the things I wanted to talk about uh, with with even Sabbath and, and, and these bands and, and time. You know, Sabbath was the first, you know, the album Black Sabbath was the first heavy metal album. It's considered in, in rock lore, the first, you know, heavy metal album it's interesting that black sabbath i mean we're talking about a demonic sabbath we're talking about instead of celebrating the lord you're celebrating darkness and it's interesting because geezer butler had talked about when the band was just forming these guys could barely play their instruments for the most part uh, at least a couple of them you know ozzy was just trying to sing uh you know ozzy's getting into the occult geezer butler was getting into the occult the occult books and so forth and geezer butler said that he was laying in bed and when they were immersing themselves in the occult uh, this black specter, this demonic entity, uh, appeared at the bottom of his bed, and he said he almost lost his, you know, stuff uh, because he was so terrified. And he said it was there that he realized uh, that that he was that they were being chosen, you know. And in fact, on the the front cover of the album Black Sabbath, there's this 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 specter uh, that is supposed to be made in the image to a degree of what uh, Butler had seen. Uh, basically, looks like a witch and so forth. Very very demonic, very foreboding. Uh, but it's interesting because Bill Ward, the drummer for Black Sabbath, listen to what he said. And the way that the only way that I can describe that, probably in its best, but the best way for me is, uh, is that when we were um, playing our first songs together, um, and especially our, our first out, al- you know, the first three albums, for instance, um, we would literally show up in a room, and it was almost as if the songs were already written. That's why I like to call Black Sabbath uh, a phenomenon. Um, yeah, rather than a band, yeah, although it is a rock and roll band, uh, there's a phenomena involved there where that stuff just comes from somewhere, and it just so happened that it, it, we we happened to be the ones that it came to. We we happened to be the ones that it came to. In other words, everybody that's oh, Black Sabbath is great. They're basically they're admitting that those songs have been given to somebody totally different, totally different band. So it's not Black Sabbath you're praising. It's the music that's coming from these demonic forces that's seeking to allure you and turn you from God. And that reminds me of a recent, uh, uh, a while back, uh, long after uh, Butler said that, where Michael Jackson said he was receiving songs and he had to go to sleep and go to bed to get in this trance-type state so he could receive music. So uh, 
Prince wouldn't get the songs that he was going to get. You guys, I, I know because I've been through this before I was a Christian, channeling lyrics and so forth. It's very real. It's interesting, Chad, the first song they, or the song Black Sabbath on that album, listen to how they, they write about being chosen. Uh, what is this that stands before me? Figure in black, which points at me. Turn around quick and start to run. Find out I'm the chosen one. Big black shape with eyes of fire, telling people their desire. Who is that? People telling people their desire. Well, we know exactly who he's talking about. The very next line is Satan's sitting there. Satan's sitting there and he's uh uh he's smiling. So it's really interesting, Chad, because uh, T Tony Iommi, lead guitarist of the band, and these guys all had this mnemonic anointing that came together. They said they start playing things when they first started getting together. They'd all be playing the same thing. They didn't understand what was going on. Well, they were they were puppets serving uh, the master of puppets, ultimate master of puppets, Satan. Uh, and Tony Iommi said, "Sometimes I feel that Satan is God," and he he said things like, "We've always felt there's a fifth member, a mystical member that's watching over us." So you guys, Ozzy Osbourne himself said, I hope I'm not a medium. Hope it's not what I think it is, Satan, okay? So it's definitely not the Holy Spirit, you guys. Okay, they're being used by satanic forces. And the Bible says, and if you know that, if you claim to be a Christian and you love the Lord and love his word, the Bible says very clearly that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, against just human beings, but against spiritual forces of darkness, uh, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. And Satan's not on the sidelines saying, wow, Black Sabbath's really pushing Satan among the kids, and I have nothing to do with this. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, I think this is so important for people to understand, especially for those who have this blaring in the background. You know, I grew up listening to Black Sabbath and Metallica and these bands, not because I was a huge fan right away, but because, you know, my dad would work on the cars, and, you know, you put on the old radio station, and it would play it through. I mean, with Spotify now, you can listen whatever you want or whatever, but, but back then, you would just play it and that's what would be playing on the old rock stations over yeah. and over again and now it's like hey let me show you all these albums and i could show you over and over again of kids or uh you know teens or whatever talking over and over again about this you know my dad showed me this and this is my favorite my dad's yeah. favorite band and and it it's so interesting because so much of today i mean a lot of artists they come and go and you never you know remember them i mean you get the Beyonce's and the Taylor Swift's and stuff to get really big and get a really big uh, cult following, but it goes by so fast. But these old artists that yeah. have stuck around and whether they passed on or otherwise, and you know, we're talking about an interview that Osborne just did where he talked about Ward and he talked about how I said some horrible things about him, but you know, we're okay now. He called me when because I was getting spine surgery and you know, Geezer Butler, he doesn't even call me, he doesn't even care, you know. And it's like I remember that. I think about. 
you know, George Harrison and some of the stuff with him and John Lennon. Cause John Lennon and John, Paul McCartney, they sang, you know, all we need is love. And they broke <laughs> up exactly and hated right. each other, you know? It's interesting because if you look at the, you know, Ozzy, for instance, I mean, I mean, how do you walk in love? I mean, Ozzy says, I've got many, many demons that affect me on many, many levels. And he also said, he told this to Hit Parader uh, interview years back, I really wish I knew why I've done some of the things that I've done over the years. Uh, like, for instance, uh, wanting to sacrifice a bunch of cats, you know. Sometimes I think that I'm possessed by some outside spirit. A few years ago, I was convinced of that. I thought I truly was possessed by the devil. I remember sitting through the exorcist a dozen times. And then he says, saying to myself, yeah, I can relate to that. In other words, he's seen Linda Blair yeah. act totally possessed. He goes, yeah, I can relate to that. And I think it's very interesting because Sharon, his wife, and they had the big show on MTV for years, the Osbournes, right? Sharon, his wife, uh, uh, she says that he just went berserk and went blinkers. He's just got this demon inside of him. He just can't get rid of it. These little people that live in his head, well, they aren't little people. They're fallen angels that are more powerful than us that are using him. And she said, I was downstairs reading. He came down with just his underpants on, and he's like, we've come to a decision. And I'm like, weave, like she's talking about you and who else? Well, the demons, right? And he said, you have to die. And then he just dived on me and got me down. I was just, he was strangling me, uh, but he's gone. There were blinkers on his eyes. He had gone. It wasn't Ozzy. Well, she's right. It wasn't, it wasn't Ozzy. Folks, this stuff is real, okay? We have the, we have the evidence, man. We, we have the evidence. And by looking at the top, you know, most influential people in the world, in so many stratas of life, especially in the music industry and in Hollywood, where they admit often demonic possession and being used by satanic spirits. The question is, are you allowing this music to influence you? Because you're not being influenced by Ozzy Osbourne. It's not just him. You're being influenced by demonic entities that are steering you into eternal damnation and away from knowing the one true God and having forgiveness through Christ. It is so sad to to read that because it, it's very interesting because that makes me think of the Jimi Hendrix you know, with his, you know, partner, yeah. so to speak, and how she said that he wanted to get a, you know, a, 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 root, a, a root lady, a root lady to come get and these demons out of him. Yeah. And it's like, wow, you see that over and over again. And Joe, it just reminds you so much. And this is why it's so important. I, I think people need to recognize that it always goes back to the word of God and what the word of God has made so clear to us for those who, guess what? They don't want the wisdom of God, according to Proverbs chapter 8. They want nothing to do with the wisdom of God. They want to just do their own thing. They want to have their heart's desire, whatever that may be. Over and over again, because they do not want the wisdom of God, they end up loving death. Yeah. Those who hate God's wisdom love death. And yeah. when you look at all of these concerts, all of these bands, you look at the symbolism, all the skulls and all the death that, that surrounds them, their lyrics, everything they write about, everything they sing about, they love death, and then they get into these situations where they're just completely overtaken by it. I mean, they're. I mean, you look at that. That's that's a recent interview she talked about. That you know, that's not that. It's not like oh, this was like in the 1970s and 80s. Like this is more recent that this kind of stuff was going on with him. And it is. It is so sad to see that going on and on. People rec not recognizing and, and meditating on this, and believers. You really got to repent of this. I, I'm sorry. When you know that this is the kind of stuff that's going on, the spirits that, that are behind this, Amen. and you read Psalm chapter 1, that those who meditate on God's word day and night are like the tree planted against the water. They bear fruit in their season. Whatever they do, they prosper. But for those who do not 
meditate on God's word, but sit in the seat of scoffers that go and just hang out with people that are mocking God and meditate on that. Imagine all of the meditating that happens in music. Not only, it's like, I think of it all the time, Joe, when you're walking down the street doing whatever you may be doing, you never think like, man, I can't get that sermon out of my head. It just keeps stuck in my head. But you know what? A little jingle happens and man, I can't get that thing out of my head. The memories that come over and I think about, and this is what's bothering me as we're talking and, and showing how clearly demonic this stuff is to think about not only believers, but you have pastors bragging about going and seeing, uh, you know, Metallica and going back to their old memories. And it's like, how many of those old memories, like, are you glorifying the very things that nailed Jesus to the cross? Are you remembering those things? It's heartbreaking to me. Yeah, there's a scripture in Chronicles where the Lord talks about, uh, because, and it's a very, very serious scripture because it's talking about Jehoshaphat was basically uh, supporting the Northern Kingdom. had been given over to idolatry and God comes down on him. He says, because you support those who hate me. And when you have Metallica t-shirts with pray to Satan and the same Kirk, you know, Hammett wearing a shirt with a Baphomet on the front, which is used by Satan, so Lester Crowley. And it it says, you know, you you support those who hate me. And then he says, because this, the wrath of God is upon you. That's a powerful scripture. And the scripture that he mentioned about hating death in Proverbs, he says, you know, he that sins wrongs his own soul. You just hurt yourself. And he that, you know, loves death hates me. But it's interesting as well, because, uh, we're talking about death here. Uh, we, exp- we we point out in our video, They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll, that rock stars die young, man. And there's a study that was done after that video came out in Australia where they looked at 13,000 different rockers, you know, and they looked at their death rates and, and they came to the conclusion, uh, they found out that they die of accidental deaths five to 10 times more on average than the average person. In fact, the headline states this, rock stars really do die young. Studies find musicians die 25 years younger than the average person. Now, that's crazy, man. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. And when you glorify death and you become a tool, like a medium or a shaman, mediating those principles and powers, uh, which so many of them do, you open yourself up to death. Listen to what Ozzy Osbourne said about uh, some of those other years before he made this recent confession about all these other rock stars dying. He says, the list is endless. The number of guys that either committed suicide, OD'd, shot themselves, uh, blank and drowned, fell on th- this or that, blank and this or that, or got in a car wreck, or just never woke up, or, you know, choked on their, their own vomit, i.e., you know, Jimi Hendrix, froze to death, set themselves on fire. For every Ozzy Osbourne, Ozzy's, I'm quoting him, he says, for every Ozzy Osbourne, there's blank and 10 dead bodies. Bon Scott, John Bonham, Randy Rhodes, which was his guitarist, uh, when uh, he went solo away from Sabbath and so forth. So it's very, very important that we get this. Yet at the same time, it doesn't end in death. You know, the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but then there's hell to pay. You're either, we're, we have these eternal souls. Your soul is eternal and you're either lost and you can be separated from God in the outer darkness and loneliness and despair and pain and agony forever and ever, or you're going to get saved and, and recognize, man, I'm in rebellion to God. I'm a sinner, man. I know deep down I need to get right. You repent, get right with Jesus, man, and realize he, did, he died for your sins and you're going to pay for your sins yourself or you're going to accept the payment that he made on the cross so you can have eternal life. But it's interesting because the scriptures, Chad, say, it's funny, I'm once to die. But after this, the judgment. Our lives are very short. Yet Ozzy Osbourne, you know what? He he He's pretty confident. I think that he knows deep down he's going to hell. Because in concert, he talks about it. He'll be there. He says, don't worry. We'll all have a great time. 
If that's the case, man, hell's gonna be a pretty crowded place out here. You guys, man, they're not going to have a good time there. Uh, it's a lie, man. The Bible says, Jesus said that it was a place of torment. Revelation 14 is a revelation of Jesus Christ where there's no rest day or night forever and ever. He called it a place of outer darkness where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is from the Lord Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, warning that this place is eternal. He called it eternal punishment, man. And the Bible does say it's point of man wants to die, but after this, the judgment. It's interesting. When I opened my Bible today, I opened the book of Amos. And I thought, that's crazy because of our topic, because in the book of Amos, we read the prophet declare, prepare to meet your God. You better prepare to meet your God. In fact, it says in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, Chad, verse, verse 2, uh, that it's better to go to a funeral than to part. It's better to go to a funeral than to parties. You know why? Because at a funeral, it says you take stock of your life. You realize that you're going to die. So you, you get right with God. It's just like somebody who doesn't prepare for retirement at all and just thinks they're going to wing it. No, it's far worse, man. You don't wing eternity, man. Uh, so the scriptures are clear. Uh, the psalmist says, prepare me, you know, show me my days, the length of my days. Help me number them, Lord, so I might prepare a heart of wisdom to you. And what he's saying there, Chad, is show me how short and how brief my life is. As you mentioned earlier, James 4, 14, their lives are like a vapor. They're here and then gone. They're like a puff of smoke, the Bible says. Relative to eternity, your life is very short. So it's critical that our audience, it's critical that each and every one of you uh, especially if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, that you're prepared to meet God because the scriptures are clear that you're going to step into an eternity either in being God's presence because Christ, you've accepted Christ's payment on your behalf or you're going to go into eternal darkness. You know, the scriptures reveal to us that those who uh, are born once die twice and those who are born twice die once. What do I mean by that? The scriptures reveal that if you are uh, born once and, and you refuse to come to Jesus and get saved, and be born again uh, and, and forgiven of your sins. Because Jesus says you must be born again to enter God's kingdom. If you refuse to be born again and have your sins forgiven and have the Holy Spirit and God come to live in you, you'll die twice. You'll die the physical death first. But then the Bible talks about the lake of fire, which is called the second death. But if you are born twice and you say, man, I want to be born again. I want to come to Jesus Christ. I want to know God. I want to be saved. I, I, want to, I want to have my sins forgiven. And you admit that you're a sinner and, and you have godly sorrow and you you turn to repentance then the bible says godly sorrow leads to repentance which leads to life then you'll receive the gift of eternal life and you won't face a second death so you only die once instead of receive the lake of fire for all eternity jesus said i'm the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father but through me jesus said i'm the resurrection and the life jesus says jesus is called the prince of life jesus said the thief comes to steal kill and destroy but i've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly we encourage you right now man to turn to jesus christ so you can have eternal life so you'll be with him forever and not separated from ever in hell amen we love you guys god bless you guys and this week's feature product is sparky the broken mirror you can check it out at sparkybook.com